Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, we'll be breaking down the Bulls selecting Dalen Terry and asking, could the Bulls have done moved up or down in the draft? Are we happy with the pick? How do we see Dalen Terry fitting on this team? We'll get into all that and more on today's Locked on Bulls. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls. Locked On Bulls, a member of the Locked On Podcast Network. That is Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls Central, Chicago Bears Central, and Chicago Sky Central. But hey. today we're here to talk about the Chicago Bulls and their recent draft pick of one Dalen Terry. Now, Pat, me and you have talked about a lot of prospects. I covered over 28 prospects over on the Chicago Bulls Central page. And I did not cover this guy at all. And I said that was the way it was going to happen. 28, 28 players. <laughs> we I covered. literally said that. <laughs> there were 30 players who were drafted in the first round. I just happened to. Come on, man. Come on. But I will say this. Me and you talked about it. We had our initial reaction video to the to Dalen Terry being drafted. So we're going to kind of skip that. What I will say is that the the guy, the kid. I love his attitude, bro. Like, I love it. He has that almost that natural leadership type thing. And I will say this. He's making he's going to make Summer League a, much watch, a must watch for a lot of Bulls fans who aren't familiar with him, me included. Yeah. And I'm going to be highly watching what, what Daylon Terry does in, some, in Summer League, especially considering Io's already said he is playing in Summer League as well. So we could be seeing big parts of the Bulls bench in Summer League and what they look like at that level. Hopefully they excel. They need to excel because we need to be at 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 uh, NBA level. But what do you think overall? Where you sit right now on the Dalen Terry thing? And how do you do you agree with me? Has is now Dalen Terry making the Bulls summer league a must watch this summer? I I think I, I would agree that he's making summer league a must watch because you mm -hmm. want to know what he is. But I would I would caution Bulls fans not to get oh. EJ Liddell is going to the New Orleans Pelicans. They just drafted him. Oh well, there it is. Good job. Shout out to uh, EJ Liddell for getting drafted. I was concerned for a little while. I thought <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, maybe we're wrong here. No, I, I'll say this about uh, I'll say this about uh, Dalen Terry, right? Like, I would caution Bulls fans to not turn him into a star in your mind. Mm -hmm. You knew what you were getting at eighteen with EJ Liddell. You knew what you were getting at eighteen with Walker Kessler. I feel like we kind of know what we're getting with Dalen Terry, although a little bit more unknown, right? Because you mm -hmm. you really just didn't think that he was going to come into the NBA and have that immediate impact. But he was a guy who in college absolutely had a nose for defense, was going to be able to get after you, can find his way to the rim, can shoot the basketball. I believe he shot at 37%, 36 and 36.5%, oh something God. like that, last season from the three-point line, right? He addresses shooting. He addresses defense. He addresses some rebounding help. And I think that he was also on a team where, like, he was kind of the glue of that Arizona team. But at the same time, right, on, on at the same time, on top of it all, he was the one that uh, uh, he was on a loaded team, right? So he's kind of coming into the same situation here. Don't expect more from him than what we could get. I feel like to me, he's a player that's going to come in. He's going to give you a, a lot of energy, a lot of uh, 
want to. Like you said, the attitude I love. I love that he's coming out and he's tweeting a little Dirk two seconds after being drafted by the Chicago Bulls. Like, what are we talking about? But again, he's going to make Summer League very fun. I don't think that it's going to be an over-the-top kind of pick. Let, let's, like, like, Keep them where, keep it where it, it should be to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I th- I think, like, the expectations for Dalen Terry and, you know, fans tempering those expectations is going to be important because let the kid turn into what he's going to turn into. Yeah. Uh, what I will say is that looking at his game, he has, he, he could turn into one of those Swiss Army Knife type players where yeah. maybe he doesn't do any one thing great, but he gives you a little bit of everything, and that is a good player to have off the bench. Now, how quick he turns into that remains to be seen. Didn't get a lot of opportunities at his college, right? So that's that's a, that's a key thing. That's one thing that we may see that Eversley did. Like me and you talked about it. Most of the players that Mark Eversley and, and AK brought in were players that we were all looking like, well, what's happening? We thought it was going to be moving down the draft, but maybe yeah. it was really trying to find that that uh, that diamond in the rough. Dalen Terry only averaged six points, I mean, six shots per game. Mm-hmm. And at those percentages, those are pretty good. Now, we need to see that maintained with a bigger volume. But what that tells me is that that's a player who figures out a way to be productive without necessarily needing to score. And that may be what gets him minutes right away is the fact that he doesn't need to score. They don't need to run set plays for him to probably find his offense. And athleticism through the through the gym is athleticism. Shout out to that, by the way. Um, but as far as like how he fits on this team, that's going to remain to be seen. We're gonna he's gonna have to earn his time. He's gonna have to earn his minutes. It seems like he's a player that while he does have some defensive um, liability there, that he get, he does give effort on defense, right? And and so you you can you can you can see maybe he turning into a solid defender. Um, but really, he's one of the he's more of an upside pick. And I think that's the thing that surprised me the most is that. I thought the Bulls were going to go more sure thing if they did hold on to the pick. And it seems yeah. like he he brings a lot of of question marks. And I don't mean that as a negative. I just mean, like, you don't know necessarily what he's going to be able to give you. So, um, and yeah, where, where, do you, where do you sit with that, Pat? I think he's – this is AK not because of us, right, but – but essentially tempering Bulls fans' expectations mm-hmm. on the right now versus – building a team that's going to be a perennial team that teams have to worry about. Um, I do think it's going to take him a little bit of time. I think the thing that might be able to get him on the floor is if he can find a way to use that 7-2 wingspan to be a defensive body, right? Like Ayo DeSumo mm-hmm. got on the floor doing what? Being defense. Now, listen, this could spell the end of Kobe White in Chicago for sure, right? Like we don't know what moves are going to be made there. If he can come into the NBA and he can shoot it at a 36 to 40% clip from the three-point line, hey, I got a guy on, a, on my bench that might not be able to do that on a consistent basis. If you can do that more consistent than him, you can find some minutes on the floor. But I think that the thing with, with him is about AK's letting us know that when this team is great, we're going to have depth pieces that still fit that timeline. It might not be next year. It might not be two years from now, but I'm not going to blow this core up just yet because i want to see what these guys are able to do moving forward i want to see what p will becomes what lonzo is he's 24 by the way i i feel like people keep forgetting that because of how long he's been in the league what zach levine's going to be on a big deal how's that team going to look yeah yeah i mean 
I just even outside the EJ Liddell thing, right? Uh, and I, you know, we'll save that for this. We'll save that for the second segment. This is really supposed to just be fo- focused on on Dale and Terry. I I have some questions about his fit. I have some questions about what role he ends up playing. Is he gonna what position he plays? That's kind of my biggest thing is what position does he work into? Because that's a completely different set of skills. When you look at him, he could very well be a tall point guard. And then at that point, that 195 isn't necessarily bad. And the length that he has can be a monster on other point guards. He could be a shooting guard, he could be off guard, he could be a wing. But how he what what they ultimate what position they envision him playing in the NBA. If they do have a one singular position for him, he may, again, be that Swiss Army knife where they can play him at the one, play him at the two. You remember when Wesley Matthews first came into the NBA? Yep. And it changed a series because they put Wesley Matthews at point guard. And I literally remember because you used to listen to the Ben Simmons podcast all the time. And Ben Simmons was like, who knew Wesley Matthews can play point guard? And so it may be something like that and then just let him develop over the course of time. But I, I just... It's not, and it's not even necessarily that I wanted EJ Liddell that I'm that I'm questioning. Like I'm just looking at, at Dalen Terry and looking at, okay, yes, you do have raw skill. Yes, you do have great mindset. But what is your position going to be? Now I we're think, moving to positionless basketball, so that may not matter. But go ahead, yeah. Pat. I was gonna say I think Bulls fans also got to remember this, right? Um, he's the 18th pick in the draft in the first round. You wanted to get something there. You felt like there were some pieces you can get. We don't suck next year. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? There's Bulls fans that act like we just blew a lottery pick right now. <laughs> like, guys, guys, we don't suck next year. Are there players? Do I think? I will say this. I think we reached. I think mm. we reached on him. I think you could have got him. Now, again, like I said in, the, in our immediate reaction, you have to have somebody that wants to dance with you if you're going to dance. But mm. I think you could have moved the 18th pick for more picks, and you still could have got him. I. I don't know if he'd still be on the board right now, but you could have got him around 24, 25, somewhere in there, moved back if there was somebody that wanted to move up. Sure. Uh, I think we reached on him, but, again, like a lot of the guys that we said, Walker Kessler kind of – I think Walker Kessler went after him as well um, to Memphis, yeah. and then Jovic. I Man, guess those are the two close. guys we're going to be watching the most closely around there yeah. if they become stars. <laughs> But again, we're we're not hitching our wagon to this draft pick being the reason that this Bulls team is going to be successful. That's Zach Levine's job. That's Demar Derozan's job right now. Nikola Vucevic, AK, <coughs> uh, Billy Donovan. That that's their job. This kid is coming in, and he gets the opportunity to become whatever he's going to become for this Bulls team. Yep, yep, yep. And then next up. Uh, we will be talking about should the Bulls have moved up? Should they have moved down in the draft? What other things do, would we have liked to see the Bulls do in this draft? But first, I got to talk to you guys about Arcade One Up. And it starts like the boom shakalaka. We have big news. Ooh, the one, shot. the only NBA Jam is back. Arcade One Up, the leader in at-home retro arcade games, is not only bringing you the best game ever back, but they've made it bigger and better than ever before. Wait for it. The Shack Edition Machine. Now, people are obsessed with NBA Jam, and I'm thrilled to tell our listeners that you can once again play hoops with NBA legends in this arcade classic, jump clear across the court, and set the ball on fire in one of the first sports games to ever feature real digitized NBA licensed teams. No fouls, no free throws, no and no quarters required. Compete with friends and family through our all-new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever. Pre-order now from arcade1up.com. That's arcade, the number one, up. 
Arcade1up.com for an estimated early September ship date. Arcade1up is the place for fun. They've got even more classics like Golden Tee, Mortal Kombat, and more starting at just $3.99. That's $399, people. Check this out. They're giving away an NBA Jam Shack edition to a locked-on listener. Enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave at Arcade1up.com slash LockedOn. That's Arcade1up. Uh, arcade the number one up.com slash locked on you've got till july 8th to enter to win nba jam shack edition console don't miss out enter today who you gonna play with who's gonna play with that i mean you ask me this every time i'm still every sticking time with my same team I'm, I'm still gonna go with uh actually i might switch it up who else was fire from back then uh let me go hornets is there muggsy bowls in that that's a nice pick that's, that's a nice hornet that's a nice pick but all right Next up, let's go ahead and get into it, brother. We got to talk about the Bulls because the fans are going to be asking, right? Not our fans. The Bulls fans are going to be asking, should the Bulls have moved up? Should they have moved down? You alluded to it a little bit towards the end of the last segment. Do you think that they should have made a move? Hey, listen, you saw the Pistons be very aggressive, end up getting Jalen Durr. Now, I don't know if we could have quite matched that deal, but you see them being aggressive doing that. You see them, uh, then Mark Williams almost slid to us, Tari Eason. Almost slid to us. We were right there. If that, Pistons, if that Pistons trade did not happen, we would have had either Tari Eason or Mark Williams, which would have been crazy. But do you think the Bulls ultimately should have moved up? Should they have moved down, gotten some more assets, things like that? What do you think? Um, If it were me, right, I probably would have tried to move up uh, because I feel like Tari Eason is a little bit better of an asset than – Dalen Terry is at least right now, right? Like I, I'm gonna be real with you. Like what I know about Dalen Terry is the little bit of tape that we watched on him, the little bit that like it. We, I don't think either of us went super deep into his game because we were like, he, yeah, he'll, shot. Be, he'll be he'll be late. I thought he was gonna be around 28 30 uh, at the pick, so we didn't go super deep into his tape. Maybe that's on us. We're not the draft experts. Check out Locked On Draft. Um, but what I will say is that. There's not that many people that I think the Bulls could have moved up that I think are going to be 10 times the player that that mm. Dale and Terry are, right? Like, if you're moving up, you're giving up assets and future assets, right? Like, there are players that got moved around today in the draft, Jalen Duran and, and guys like that, who Detroit is hitching their wagon to for the future. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's their guy that it, for the next... 10 years, they're hoping that that's going to be their guy. I don't think that we had that guy uh, in the draft, to me, that's going to be head and shoulders. Like, oh, my God. So if I would have moved up, maybe it'd just be for Tari, but that's one pick, right? Like, do we feel like that one pick is going to make that big of a difference for us either way? I'm not mad Tari, at him yes. in Pat. I say Tari, yes. Tari, I think, again – Tari is the player that people look at in this draft as being the generation, possibly generational defender in this in this draft. Now, Andrew in the chat asked, why not Malachi? Malachi Branham. Now, again, similar player, doesn't have quite the wingspan, but he still does have quite a long wingspan. I think his wingspan is 6'10, 6'11, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But has a way higher offensive upside, at least from what he's been able to show. What do you think about going? Uh, you know, Tari Eason is easy. We think I still think Tari should have would if they were both on the board and they would have took da Dalen Terry over Tari. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but been a, Malachi, a Malachi Branham who went a couple of picks, if not the pick right after Tari uh, 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 Dalen Terry. Do you think he? Why, what? Why do you think the Bulls shied away from a Malachi Branham? 
they saw something we we didn't right like that that's the only reason at this point right they saw something that they felt was going to put the bulls over the top that they didn't feel you were going to get from malachi branham again and, and i want people to remember this right zach levine didn't have a great college showing uh um devin booker i don't really remember but i know he was coming off of the bench that team was ridiculously loaded but I'm pretty sure most of us wouldn't have said he would have become one of the better shooting guards in the NBA right off the rip, right? Like, there's a right, lot of they guys. Thought, they thought they thought Zach was going to be a point guard when he came in. They thought Zach was going to be a point guard in the yeah. NBA, exactly, right? Like, like there's a lot of guys who played in college whose college careers did not tell you what their NBA careers were. I can't speak to why Mark Eversley and AK felt that Dalen Terry was a higher pick than uh, uh, Malachi Branham. I can't tell you why they didn't feel they needed to move up for Tari Eason. What I can say is that they picked a lane, right? And, and and while Bulls fans may not like that lane, you went they went shooter in the draft. I think we all thought they were going to go big man. Everybody was convinced we were coming out of this with a big man, ourselves included. I think the only player that we thought the Bulls were really going to go after who uh, uh, wasn't a big man was Ochai Abaje, who ended up going 16 to Cleveland, I believe that was their pick. Um, that sounds about right. So that was the only player that we really thought they were going to go after who was a shooting type of player. So for me, right, like, I think the thing is, right, we have to adjust our minds to understanding that AK picked a lane. We may not fully agree with the player they picked, but I can't say that this kid's not going to be able to play at the NBA level because he wasn't a 10, 15, 20-point-a-game score in college. Guess what? Ayo DeSumo was, and he fell all the way to the second round. So mm -hmm. college does not dictate everything that you're going to be in the NBA. It just puts you in the eye of the popular guy. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it doesn't always – where you drafted or where you were projected to go in mocks doesn't always uh, do anything. But, okay, here's here's the question I want to ask you then. Do you feel the Bulls missed out on an opportunity, not a player, but an opportunity to move down and get – or do you think, hey, no, this is the guy that they locked in. This is their guy. They should have got him when they needed to get him. Well, I, I do think you could have moved down. But, again, right, like I don't know who's on the other side of those calls. For me, if, if there's a opportunity to trade down, and we heard from Casey Johnson earlier in the day that the Bulls were interested in moving up and moving down, which, by the way, was the biggest sellout tweet I've ever heard in my life, right? Like, yeah. the Bulls are on the on the phone to move up and down. <laughs> Thanks. AK's doing his job. Yeah. But the, the thing for me is, right, you got to have somebody that wants to move up. Who's the player that somebody wants to move up? For all the players that we're clamoring for, there wasn't a lot of movement at the end of that draft. Yeah. All the players that were like, oh, we could have got this. We could have made this move. We could have done this. We could have. There weren't a lot of teams that were saying, oh, yeah, I want to move up to get that guy. They were like, we'll see if he falls to us. So you got to have somebody on the other side of that phone that wants to take that call as well, that wants to make that move. Yeah, I'd have moved back. I said, I thought he was a late first round pick early second i thought he was gonna go 25 to, to 30 he ended up going 18 to us i think we reached but you also have to have the gall to take the player that you think is going to make the biggest difference on your team and for uh, uh um the chicago bulls for mark everly for ak that was dalen terry i mean uh, listen i'm not i'm not I, i've always used this and i said this over on chicago bull central as well I hated when the Bulls drafted Joe Camilla. Like, literally, I saw that pick, and I was pissed off. I, I wanted somebody specifically in the draft. I don't remember who it was anymore. But Joe Camilla, as you know and as we've talked about, is now one of my favorite Bulls of all time. Yeah. So I've, I've turned around on players before. 
at the end of the day, it all it all is going to be shown on the court. That's why I do say, hey, summer league is going to be highly important important watch for me. Um, I don't know what he's going to show, but um, I know there are going to be a lot of fans that that say, hey, AK missed the boat. They they AK failed. AK should have made a move. We didn't see Donovan Mitchell. We didn't see Rudy Gobert. We didn't see anybody move in this Nobody draft. get moved. <laughs> like, and that was the craziest part because I really did think we we're going to see a lot of willing and dealing with some of these players that are out there on the market. Didn't see any of that. John um, Collins is still on the Hawks, y'all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's wild. That's not to be expected. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it is this: if they saw something in him, and that we talked about it, they they looked at so many prospects that we didn't even think about looking at. If they saw something in him and walked away and felt comfortable making this pick, I'm willing to give it a try, right? I'm willing to give it a watch and see. But I tell you what, Bulls fans, you know Bulls fans, every season, the moment, and don't don't let this kid not play early in the season and then EJ Liddell go out and get 10 to 15 minutes per game. It's going to be ugly around Bulls Nation, but it is what it is. We got to ride with our guys. Again, again, Bulls fans, I agree with you, but again, Bulls fans. This is the 18th pick. It's, it's not eight, <laughs> but bro, you can't use that. Like some of the some like some of the better picks are are late just because of where you pick. That's the purpose of scouting. So I don't, I get what you're getting at with that, but I can't say heck. Zach Levine was a 13th pick. Yeah, that's still a lottery pick, but still Pascal, Pascal Siakam was a 27th pick. Hell, look at Io Desumu. So like, regardless of where they're picked. There's an expectation, whether right or wrong, from bull from fans in general, that whoever you pick turns into something. And it's not going to happen every time. But, but, but you know, but that's the expectation. I, I think the difference is here, right? Like, our hope right now isn't that he turns into something right away. Our hope right now is that, okay, if you went shooting here, does that mean Marco Semenovich is our big man backup of the future? Like that's that, I'm, I'm not I'm not coming into this season at all looking at Dale and Terry and going, why aren't you better right now? We I'm are. Look- I'm looking at, is Marco going to play? Is Io going to take a step? Is Kobe White a part of this team? Like, there's so many things on the list before I even get to, hey, is Dalen Terry the right pick at 18? Because I feel like the Bulls are still going to be a playoff team that has playoff experience. And hopefully you get Lonzo Ball back and you're able to go further in the playoffs with that. Well, To me, right? It's just me. I don't know. I don't be knowing what I'm talking I'm about. I'm nine picks care. away from being able to drop my Kai Soto video, and I can't I can't wait. I can't wait. The hey, whole Philippines is going they, they to hate me. Yes. Trash on Kai. Absolutely. Kai and Kofi. I got videos for both of them. Matter of fact, listen. Listen. Everybody who said that Kai Soto was going to be a lottery pick, you got to eat that. You got to eat that. You got to eat it. Everybody who said Kofi Coburn needed to be drafted by the Chicago Bulls, you gotta eat. It. Well, go ahead with your average, bro. Hey, go I, ahead I'll say you. this. I'll say this. At least Kai was the unknown, right? Like at least Kai <laughs> was like over in the NBA. Like if you thought Kofi was going 18 overall, like relax. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Watch, hey, hey, hey! You might want to hold on the video though. Watch we sign Kai in uh, the off season. Kofi gets signed in the off season as undrafted. They on the Windy City Bulls. Now you got to hype these mugs up over the next two years. <laughs> hey, man, bet on it. By the way, we want to let you guys know about Bet Online before we get into this final segment where we want to answer you guys' questions. So make sure you guys drop some questions in the chat. going to be like a live mailbag, man. 
Appreciate you guys for showing so much love. Uh, but first, we got to tell you about BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for all your betting and sports info. Find the latest sports development league reviews, news, including this year's NHL playoffs and MLB baseball. This is MLB. Anyway, uh, Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. All right, there you go. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into the live mailbag. We're going to go into your questions in the live chat. So I know you guys have been typing away, but this time for you guys to start getting in there um, in, in any questions that you want to go. We'll go ahead. We'll go with JDH real quick. He says, if the Bulls are working on a big trade, is Terry an IO replacement? Don't kill me for speculating. Come on, fam. They're not trading IO this season. No, I don't think that he's a he's an IO uh, replacement. I think it's more of a concern, even though they did say uh, Mark Eversley did say while working out that uh, that Lonzo's working out and he's working out with his trainers as well as Bulls trainers. Mm -hmm. uh, I think there's more of a concern for me around when is Lonzo going to be ready? Uh, mm -hmm. He kind of sidestepped that question about if the season was today, could Lonzo play? But uh, no, nah, I, I don't think he's an IO replacement at all. Although you know, listen, IO's going to be a uh, a restricted free agent after this, or is, is he unrestricted? Is he's a second rounder, so maybe Io don't right. come back. You don't never know. No, Io's coming back. No, he's he's still restricted. He's still going to be restricted. Io's going to be back. Um, yeah. All right, I, I'm I'm about to go in on this one. Uh, Jesse Jack says these dudes don't understand that the second chance points come for real. You don't understand that Kofi will give up eighteen thousand more points than he ever gets second chance points. Get the hell up out of is here! He, boy. Is he is he talking about Kofi Kofi? Yeah, come on, like come on, man. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like you gotta go. No, no. Hey, listen, listen, listen. It it has nothing to do with that. It, even if you're right about Kofi, he still hasn't been drafted. Yeah, they yeah. can go get him. Even if you're right about Kofi. Nobody's He's going to get Kofi. He's not going to be drafted. Kofi is going to be the shack of the European uh, subterranean Czechoslovakian basketball league. <laughs> that's what. That's what. That's what it is. Uh, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, come on, Io, Io, trading Io. Ain't nobody getting rid of Io. They better not. Uh, let's see what else we got. All right, Milton says, uh, "Sup, fellas? So it's apparent we're going to improve through free agency. What's both of your wish lists for the Bulls?" Uh, for me, find a way to get a big man in here. I would hope that it would be Mitchell Robinson. Mark Eversley, again, spoke about uh, going out and getting adding uh, to your rebounding and your ability to to uh, make an impact inside via trade. Um, mm -hmm. The Knicks still have like 37 centers and forwards on their team. I don't really know how they're building a team over there. Yeah. I don't even know if Fibs is a part of it at this point. So Absolutely I, he is. I, I, this is I, last season there, bro. You know Tibbs got a Tibbs got has a shelf life as a coach. Bro, but I but like I, I can't even blame him. Like I feel like I can blame him more for Minnesota because like there was actually talent there that he just didn't get mm -hmm. the most out of than the Knicks. Because like there's so many forwards. <laughs> <laughs> there's no guards on the team like they're the bizarro bulls it makes no sense <laughs> bro so like i would say find out if you can go out and get a uh um uh, a big man that's that's gonna get get in there and compliment vooch and hopefully marco Semenovich. i don't think mm -hmm. either one of them is gonna be dominant defenders next season um 
and maybe find some veteran shooting, I would say Mitchell Robinson and maybe you can work. Maybe there still is a trade in place for one of these big men that that's out there. Maybe a John Collins. Is, I don't know at this point, right? Like I thought we were going to see mad trades tonight. The draft was kind of boring. <laughs> it wasn't boring to me because like the, the, the order of some things like the Pistons trade happened early on. Like, it was interesting from that standpoint, but I did expect a lot more big names to be moved, man. Uh, let's get into this. This one's from Cedric Plays. He says, with the lack of big moves yet, do you still feel the Bulls is or should be all in mode this season? I think there's different for me. I'll let Pat answer. I'll, I'll let you go in a second, Pat. Uh, but <laughs> I'll leave. This, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's my show now. So with that being said, there's different versions of going all in, right? Everybody thinks that by going all in, it means like trade this, trade the young players, trade the old players, do this, do that, do this. That's not like going all in means also going all in on your future. It means betting on the current while betting on your future. The Bulls made a move that looks like this for their future in this Dale and Terry pick. Now it's time for them to address their present in the free agency. They can do both. And AK has been very good at doing both. So I think it's, it's this is... It's going to be an all-in season until we go full rebuild. Every season is an all-in season. It just doesn't mean that that's going to result in a championship, but this front office is doing the best they can do to go all-in. What do you think, Pat? Agreed, right? Like, And there's different levels to all-in. I think every season, if you're in a winning position, you want to try and go out and win an NBA championship. The Bulls are trying to do that. Um, they're not done. This is the beginning of free agency. Uh, this is, or I should say the off season, right? Like this is the, this is the actual beginning of the off season. You get the draft free agency is in like seven days. That's going to start. There's going to be a frenzy around that. So like, I'm not worried about what we did tonight as to what's going to dictate what this team does. Uh, mm -hmm. I think they could be all in. And here's the thing. You want to be all in while also finding the piece that's going to put you over the top. You don't want to be all in while you have an OKC lineup and you're hoping that Paolo Banchero is the savior that comes <laughs> down on the chariot and takes you from having 23 wins to 45. Maybe he is, but you can't sell me on that right now. <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, I, I see what you're going with that, man. Um, I don't disagree. It's just, we'll see. We'll see. Brandon L. Jet says, sticks in your contending winner. You have to hit on your draft pick. The Bulls nailed IO as a pick. You can't whiff on a first-round pick. We have a long history of bust first-round picks. Hey, listen, that is some of that PTSD. We've, we've had a lot of first-round picks come through that we've waited on, that we've betted on, that we've hoped were going to turn into something. So I understand the Bulls fans don't want to do that, and maybe Dayton Terry is now catching the results of years of everything. What do you think? Here, here's, here's my question. Um, mm -hmm. How many workouts did any of us go to? <laughs> how many dinners did we sit down at with this young man? <laughs> how much game tape did you break down of this young man? How much uh, 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 did you watch him in college? How much did you watch how much he affected his team in college? How much mm -hmm. did you pay attention to how much he's a teammate in college? I can guarantee that the Chicago Bulls front office did that. I agree in the past. We we definitely missed on first-round picks. Listen, mm -hmm. we picked... <sighs> The, the name, I'm not even going, we're not going down PTSD road with the names we picked over Draymond Green. Wow, we had a head coach that was saying, go get me Draymond Green. That's a whole different story. But you have to allow these kids to play to show you what they're going to be. Mm -hmm. We're calling this young man a bad player or a bust 
and he ain't dribbled a ball for the Chicago Bulls yet in summer league. We're saying that we missed on this pick already, and nobody's seen him. Let's be real. There's a reason the title of the reaction video was Who's Dalen Terry? <laughs> Me and you probably broke down more film than half the people in Chicago on this kid outside of the Bulls front office. And I was like, I ain't break down that much. <laughs> so, like, you got to allow these mugs to come in and play their game. And then you get to make your assessment off of it. I'm not saying yeah. he's going to be good or bad one way or the other, but I'll tell you this. If you thought that the 18th pick in the NBA draft was the piece that was going to put you over the top to make you an NBA champion in, in, in 2022, mm -hmm. you were looking at the wrong pieces. <laughs> mm. I, I Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I know, like I said, there's absolutely some picks that could have, right? Mark Williams could have completely changed the outlook of the Bulls bench. Tar Eason, uh, maybe not year one, but the, the way that I look at, at it is this. Those players are all off the board, so we can't hold that against the Bulls. Now, you guys want to talk about EJ Liddell. I understand bringing up EJ Liddell. I wanted the Bulls. I, I still am very high on EJ Liddell. Shout out to him for going to the Pelicans and being able to play next to Brandon Ingram and maybe a healthy Zion Williamson to see what they can do. But guess what? There are like there are like 15 to 20 other no matter of fact almost 30 other picks 30. that passed on on EJ Liddell. So like all I'm saying is this like while I, I'm I'm taking the wait and see approach, right? Initially I was pissed. Now I'm taking the wait and see approach. Um and if it ends up not working out, I will be here calling it out as a as a as a fell of a pick. But as of right now, much to Pat's point, I'm not going to say it's a bust. I, I don't, I, I'm not going to say that, you know, the Bulls necessarily failed at this pick. It remains to be seen. And you may not even see it in year one, right? We, you may not see what he turns into until year two. But with that being said, like, I understand also the Bulls, Bulls fans' frustrations on, listen, we're tired of waiting. But guess what? You were going to be waiting on any anybody besides probably Walker Kessler. You were going to be waiting on. Yeah, probably. Yeah. This is what I'll say, right? I've done four of the last five NBA drafts. Yeah. Uh, I didn't do last year's because of my daughter being born. Mm -hmm. The same people that were in my chat saying that P. Will was one of the worst picks in the world, and why would we pick this kid? That's to this point. AK this makes no. Yeah. The second that they saw him show a little bit in a Bulls jersey. Now we can never move P. Will off of this team. He's 20. You have to let him develop. There have been a lot of players that haven't made, quote-unquote, impacts in college that end up being quite good of players in the NBA. And so it really just – you never know how people are going to develop. You never know what the team's going to get out of them. So this thing of he didn't make an impact in, the, in, the, in college, how is he going to make an impact in the NBA – there's quite a bit of examples of players who didn't do that. Zach Levine is a player who didn't really make a big impact in college at all. Hell, he was he was stuck behind a, a UCLA team that was completely stacked. So, exactly. like, you can't really no, say no, that. Crazy. Now, I get the pessimism, right? I completely understand that. But we can't really make that decision yet until we see him. Yeah, so, I, I, there's, yeah. there's a lot that goes into a kid being – figuring out what's going to happen to him at the next level. A big part of it is mm -hmm. him – Growing into his body, filling out. He's 195 right now. Say he gets to 210, 215. Yeah. 210, 215 right now is Patrick Williams. Yeah. The player that we love and adore. And I love P. Will too. I want to see him develop. But like 
we we have to understand that like go look at P Will stats. P Will didn't make an impact in college mm-hmm. because he was on a team that ran a system that literally said, "Hey, if every single one of you guys can give me eight to ten points, we can win." And guess what they do? <laughs> That's what every they did. single one of them guys yeah. gives you eight to ten points yeah. and four rebounds, and they yeah. finish that game beating you, dog, on ninety seven to eighty with like out rebounding you by fifteen. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's 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 not a draft night is always a fun night for me when I'm live because y'all don't realize like I remember all the names in here and so I'd be cracking up when like a year from now it's just like bro you can't move him he's he, he he's projecting to be a crazy <laughs> level <laughs> I love that bro that's my favorite part of draft oh man listen I'm telling you bro all it's gonna take all it's gonna take let let Dalen Terry have a fire summer league. All this shit changes. And Summer League don't even matter. Let him have a solid preseason. All this stuff changes. And it Let's see, man. Let's see. Let's see. But that's it, man. I can't wait, man. Hey, let's get up out of here, my boy. That's hilarious, though. That's a fact, though. That's a fact. If he falls out in Summer League, bro, Mud's going to be like, he's Scottie Pippen (laughs) 2.0. Remember remember Chandler Hutchinson balled out? Remember Tony Snell looked y'all in the eye, and he was just like, hey, I'm the captain now. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember that? First of all, first of all, Tony Snell's eyes don't even open up that wide, bro. So that's definitely not what he did. Tony Snell. Tony (laughs) Snell had one of the best summer league showings I've ever seen. I know. Remember him him and Denzel Valentine were Splash Brothers 2.0 in summer. Oh, and Muggs just thought that we were gonna be the most dominant. We got a future with these two. Tony Snell has in multiple games, multiple games, played 38 (laughs) plus minutes and put up. 0.0 0.0 rebound, 0 steal, 0 assist, and 5 fouls. <laughs> Multiple games, bro. So don't tell uh, me about your draft night expectations on this mug, bro, because I know how draft night goes. That's funny. That is hilarious, Let's get up out of bro. here, bro. Let's get up out of here, man. Hey, man, y'all can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Uh, also, follow us both on everything at Locked On Bulls on Twitter and on Instagram, man. Appreciate y'all for tuning in and showing love. And you can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H A I Z E. I don't know why I said it that way. I'm tired as heck, bro. I've been putting hey, in bro, work today. I'm not even getting ready to slow down. So, bro, not easy. Not there's still work to be done tonight. The sky's still. Are they playing? Did they win the game yet? Oh, anyway, but don't thank you for tuning that. in for Locked On Bulls. Thank you for making us your first listen. Every day. We will be back next week. We'll be breaking down what happened. Summer League is right around the corner. Those Summer League games, as we said, are must-watch. We'll be breaking those down. But thank you so much for tuning in, especially the live guys. Thank you for the live mailbag. Maybe something that we look to do more uh, more often during the offseason. But that is it from us for today, guys. We love you, beautiful people. We'll see you next week. Peace, y'all. Peace. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Or don't. I mean, whatever whatever floats your boat. (laughs) Go to bed, (laughs) (laughs) bro.